Hi there. Welcome to Ask Away, a podcast where kids can ask anything about the Bible. This is Meredith, and today I'm here with my son, Riley. Hello. Together, we are going to explore a Bible story, and Riley's going to jump in along the way, especially with things he notices or questions he might have. And then later on, we will talk about some great questions that kids like you sent in. When the podcast's over, we hope that you'll join in by sending us one of your questions. You can record it, and I'll give you all the info for how to send it our way at the end of the episode. The Bible is pretty amazing, as it helps us get to know who God is, but it can also be confusing, new, and so different for us compared to how things were then. So we want you to know that when it comes to the Bible, every question is okay, and you can ask away. listening today. We're so glad you're here. We are at the beginning of summer break here in our house. It's been pretty fun so far. Yeah. What are some things you've enjoyed in the past few days of summer break? Swim lessons, chess, Peyton's cake. That's true. Peyton made a cake and it was delicious. Chocolate cake with rainbow sprinkles inside it. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, the ants got inside of Sprinkle, so we had to separate them because they were crawling all over the batter. Have you ever tried to take a few tiny ants out of a whole lot of rainbow sprinkles? It is kind of tricky. And a bunch of sticky batter. We're having a great summer, and we're glad you're here as we bring back Ask Away episodes. Today, we are going to be exploring a story that didn't happen. It's a story Jesus told. You see, Jesus told stories to the crowds to help them better understand what God was like and what God was up to. These stories Jesus told are called parables. They didn't actually happen. The people in them aren't real, but they are true. They tell us things that are true and trustworthy about God and what God is doing in the world. Today, we're going to explore part of a parable that Jesus told together. And it goes like this. A man had two sons. And one day the younger told his dad, I want my share of your estate. That means the money that he will get. I want it now before you die. See, normally an estate comes to someone after they have died. And the father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. Now, Jesus doesn't say this part, but it might help you to know that that would actually be a really hurtful thing for a kid to say to their dad back then. It was really important in that time for kids, whether they were kid kids or grown-up kids, to show honor to their parents and other adults. Our culture does care about respect, but it's a little bit different than how they thought about it then. And what you just need to know is that asking for the money from the estate before his dad died was like, whoa, dude, super mean, really hurtful kind of thing to do. Well, here's what happened. A few days after the father gave the money, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. True or false? Did he spend all the money he had wisely? No. That's right, it's false. He wasted all the money in the distant land on wild living. Huge parties. Now, if you were going to have a wild party and you had some money, what is one thing you'd spend the money on? Dance floor. Disco ball. 
terrific ideas. I would also spend it on really yummy food. Now, Jesus continued the story by saying that later his money ran out. And at the same time, famine swept over the land, meaning there wasn't enough food. And the younger son began to starve. But he persuaded a local farmer to hire him to work. Now, remember, he was incredibly hungry and he got doing this job. And that brings us to a pop quiz. Pop quiz. Which food looked good to him because he was so hungry but gross to us? A, dog food, B, pig food, or C, bunny pellets? Pig food. That's right. The man sent the younger son to the field to feed the pigs, and he was so hungry that even their food looked good to him. At this point, Jesus doesn't tell us more about the story, but I bet we can guess. How do you imagine the younger son feels? Sad. Scared. Maybe lonely. Alone. Yeah. And so, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said that the son had a realization. At home, even servants who work for my father have enough food. And here I am dying of hunger. I'm going to go home to my father. I'll say, Father, I sinned against heaven, against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son, but would you hire me like a servant? That was his speech. He had it all ready. He thought those were the exact words he would have to say. And maybe, just maybe, his dad would let him be part of the household as a worker. And so the son returned home to his father. How do you think the father reacted? Do you think he he was mad? Do you think he was sad? Or do you think he was happy? He was happy. Even though the stories start with the son hurting his feelings so very much, the father was happy. And this is how we know. Jesus said that while the son was still a long way away, the father saw him and he took off running. He grabbed his son and put him into a huge hug. The son, remember, had his speech already. And so he said, Father, I sinned against heaven, against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house. Put it on him. Get a ring for his finger. Put sandals on his feet. Let's throw a party with amazing food and bring everyone together because we need to celebrate. I happen to notice, did you guys notice this? The son didn't actually finish his whole speech in this story Jesus told. Yeah, I noticed. What? Why didn't he get to finish? Because the dad was too excited, so he interrupted. I think that's what happened. I think that's the picture Jesus is painting. And then the last thing that Jesus says to bring this parable together, he says that the father told everyone, The son of mine was dead, and now he's returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. And so the party began. Now the story does go on. There's a little bit more to what Jesus said, but we're going to go ahead and stop there for now. And here's my question for you guys. What does this parable show us about who God is or what God is like? 
What did you guys notice? Forgiving. If God is like the dad in the story, Peyton, what are some things we saw that dad be and do? He was kind. Did the son deserve kindness all that much in this particular story? Not a lot. Not a lot. So, no. There's a word for the kindness that God gives that we don't deserve. Grace. That's the one. We see that God is gracious. I'm curious for you kid listeners, what else you noticed about who God is or what God is like in this story? I bet there are a bunch more answers, and I think it'd be awesome for you to tell your grown-up. Well, now it's time for questions. Our first question is from Clara in Dallas, Texas. She's five. And her question is, is God Jesus? Well, Clara, yes, God is Jesus. And God is three. Jesus says, Father, Son, that's him, and Holy Spirit. So Jesus is totally God, God in a body, and God is more than Jesus alone. There's a fancy word for it, Trinity. Tri like tricycle, meaning three. It's kind of confusing, but the whole thing is God's one God, and that one God is three, Father, Son, and Spirit. But yes, Jesus is God, which means whatever Jesus is like, that's what God is like too. Thank you for that wonderful question. Our next question is about a story called Pentecost. We're going to hear the question, and then I'll tell you guys just a little snippet of that story in case you haven't heard it. My name is Auden. I'm six years old. I live in Illinois. My question is, in Pentecost, why did the Holy Spirit look like fire? So if you've never heard the Pentecost story, it happens after Jesus is alive again and after Jesus has returned to heaven. His followers are together in the upper room, the place where they had the meal with Jesus before he died. They're there waiting because Jesus promised to send a helper. They don't totally know what that'll mean, but then God's spirit comes into the room. The Bible says it sounded like a wind, but then it looked like fire like little fires floating above each of their heads. And then the people in the room went on to be able, by the power of God, to tell the story of Jesus's life in all the languages that were also there in Jerusalem for a major holiday. But the question is, why did the Spirit look like fire? And I have a few things that might help us understand it. First, God's Spirit can look like many different forms. When Jesus is baptized, God's spirit looks like a dove. When Saul meets Jesus on a trip, God's spirit looks like a huge light. But to help us answer your question, there's an Old Testament story. When God leads the people out of slavery in Egypt to freedom, God is with them. And how do they know that? God shows up as a pillar of fire. Now, these Jewish followers in the Pentecost story Waiting in this upper room, they knew this story of freedom in, from slavery so well. This is a story that told them who they were, the people God was with. And so here again, God's spirit comes. They are the people God is with. When God first freed them from slavery, they were going to become the people who showed the world what God was like. Their love, joy, and goodness 
was a mirror of God's love, joy, and goodness. Well, you know what? Same thing at Pentecost. The family that Jesus was forming were going to show the world what God was like. And again, love, joy, and goodness would mark everything as they treated each other well and loved the world well. And so fire helped show those connections between that story so far back and what God was doing now. Because our God has always been on one mission, to partner with people so that the world can work in a way that matches who God is. That's what God was doing when God came as fire to Israel after Egypt. That's what God was doing when the Spirit came as fire at Pentecost. It's even what God is inviting us to do now if we'd like to. So thank you so much for that amazing question. Now it's your turn. If you have a question about God or the Bible, we'd love to hear it. You can record it as a direct message on Instagram to at Meredith Ann Miller. You can attach it to an email and send that to askawaypodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message on Voxer where there is Ask Away Podcast. When you do, we'd love to hear your first name and how old you are. And now grownups, just a couple last announcements for you. One, I hope that we can connect on Instagram. Again, I'm there as Meredith Ann Miller. The Ann is with an E. I also send out a newsletter to parents about every six weeks where we answer kid questions, but we also answer parent questions. You can get that if you'd like through a link in my Instagram bio or on my website, MeredithAnnMiller.com. And then finally, if you would be willing to offer this podcast a rating or a review, I would be so grateful because it helps others find our show. That's all for now, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.